And then me and Kevin from the office sit and play roulette with uh with D Law. And D Law was playing with hundreds, I was playing with twenty five. What up? Nah. Hold oh, on, you, you, know, you know how I get around kids. Whenever hey. we can line that up. Whenever, whenever she's ready. Man. Huh? I am. Kids love me. Yeah, he Kids sit right with me. And who'd he go to? Hey, man, big, big homie. Uh, he definitely yeah. ready to move. What up, buddy? Yeah. Um, what up, buddy? Yeah. Look at him. Yeah, I got to see, see what picture he looks like. I got to see what, what, what string he on. What up, big He's a big joker. He's Spider-Man. He won? One. He just turned one. Yeah, he's a big joker. He's a big old kid. He the third. Big man. Yeah, he a big joker. Huh? Yeah, he a big joker. Yeah. He gonna be, he gonna be ready. Six pounds. He gonna act like y'all got fast doing something special. No, we didn't. Right. He's just right, fast. Right, 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 right. I'm on your account. Uncle Channing. Uncle Channing. We gotta work. You can't do the show with the baby. Huh? That one tells you babies don't know when they're in danger. Three, three. Babies don't know when they're in danger. danger. They don't know. They don't know when they're in danger. <laughs> Your mommy. Okay. You like, you like that? Like I that? love babies. Yeah, I love. Yeah. Look at him. You know you I done got my, I done got my tubes tied. <laughs> I can't make no more babies. Big man. Milo man. Everybody, man. OG. Now he gonna be up all night because you think he gonna miss something. He got FOMO now. Yeah. Hold up. Limitless, take a simic guy pinning it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. Uh, on the mission, get me up. Uh, knowing me, I got the key. Uh, on the vision, I can trust. Uh, trust. Uh, limitless, take a simic guy pinning it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. Uh, on the mission, get me up. Uh, knowing me, I got the key. Welcome to the pivot. <laughs> Chan, I'm RC. This is Freddie T. Super Bowl champion, three-time. Three-time. Super Bowl champion. Golly, three-time Super Bowl man. champion, McCole Hartman. And he has a special gift with him that I thought you lost the ball, bro. <laughs> like you said, after the game, you didn't have it. I didn't. I so, didn't have it. So what happened? How'd you get it? Man, literally, we went to the uh, our exit meetings. And like we, I'm meeting with Coach and OC, whatever. And literally, I'm on my way to my car. And dude, like, hey, hey, we got the game ball. I'm like, what? Where is it? Somebody grabbed it off the field when about media guy. They put it in their bag, and behold, they had the game ball. So you also lied. Right? I didn't lie because you said you said someone <laughs> took the ball when actually you just dropped it. Okay, let me hear me out. <laughs> I, did, I didn't lie. I just go off what I thought I knew. You feel me? I didn't have. I had no recollection of what I did after I scored. Right. And when I say I blacked out, I really blacked out. I, I don't. I thought somebody hit out of my hand. So I'm just thinking like somebody had to hit out of my hand because ain't no way I'm gonna score the winning touchdown and throw the ball. Like, it makes no sense. You feel me? Like it makes no sense to me. But when I watch the video, I'm like, dang, I really threw that ball. Like, yeah. And I'm just thinking about it, I'm never gonna get and it. And he dropped it and jumped in Pat arms. But that's when I came back to life. When when me and Pat jumped, that's when I got back to reality that we just won the game. Did you know? Cause there's a lot of shit about like knowing the rules of overtime and all that stuff. That was it. Did you know like? Yeah. When that bitch hit your hands and you it got two game. feet in the end zone, you it was game. The game. We go over it. We went over like three times that week. Like that's like even like every playoff game, we have like a specific meetings like well in our team meeting like two or three times throughout the week of telling us overtime rules. Like we go over specifically like like time is not a factor in overtime with the new rules. 
Because even if the time, because people were saying like, because like six seconds left overtime, they were like, oh, it's six seconds no, left. We finish the drive. We got to we got better finish. It don't matter. They just reset the clock. Right. So we know we 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 were very all the rules. They changed the rule because of us. You know what I'm saying? So we we know the rules. You everybody get a chance to score, and when they kick that field goal, I don't know why they took the ball. First of all, that's a crazy thing. But when they kicked the field goal, Pat was like, oh yeah, it's over with. Curtis. Yeah, you might as well go and yeah, y'all would pack up. It's over with. You didn't pat the ball? The, the, oh, you for the score. <laughs> yeah, for the score. <laughs> like what? When, when Pat's running to the sideline, you can see the, the sound on inside the NFL and NFL films, right? He's running, and he's like, they want the ball. They want the ball. And then even Travis Kelsey is we like, want they the want ball. the ball? We want him to take the ball. Yeah, take it. How surprised were y'all as a team, though, when y'all practiced and y'all worked throughout the entire playoffs? Okay, if we get into this position, this is what we want to do. This is what we think is the best way. And then having the opposing team, the San Francisco 49ers, say, no, we want the ball. Were y'all shocked about that? I was shocked because we feel like the, the best, you know, thing to do is give, you know, give, um, give them the ball. You know what I'm saying? Because you get an extra possession. Because as an offense, you want to know what you need to do to get win the game. You get an extra down, too, the fourth right. down, stuff you get a fourth like that. Down, like yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, if it's the regular overtime rules, you want the ball because the first team score wins. Right. But in this case, it's like we, we, we go through, like, if they get the ball, you know what I'm saying, what do we do? Like, we get the ball second, they score, do we go for two? We so far ahead of, like, if they score, are we going for two? Like, are we trying to win the game? Are we kicking the field goal to tie? Like, what are we doing? So, like, we go through every scenario every time, like, what we'll do. If they took the ball, we like, they, they must don't know the rules then. And y'all must don't know we got Pat over here either. So, like, <laughs> some, some, some ain't going wrong. You heard in, in, inside NFL when uh, the, 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 uh, was the fullback was like, yeah. did you know they get a chance to score? I didn't know that. Yeah. We like, how y'all not know that, though? Like, that's the, the biggest thing with, with the biggest rule changes coming to the year was the new overtime rules in playoffs. So... I guess they wasn't really prepared for that. What what type of factor um, is experience? You guys have been there three and four times for some of the guys. I, I guess my question is, uh, versus what San Fran did, like their nerves probably all over the place, but you guys are calm the entire time. And I think you mentioned something where you said uh, Travis's halftime speech kind of got you guys back into the group. Right. Were there ever a moment where you guys were in panic mode when you were down? You know, because it's the biggest game of your lives, but experience, speak to that. Now, well, we do a good job of like, well, obviously, Coach Reed and like the staff, we do a good job of when when we're down or when, you know what I'm saying, adversity hit, we do a good job of handling it. You know what I mean? We, just the stuff that we go through, the practice and stuff like that. But when you got guys like Trav, like I said, we, I've been I've been to four Super Bowls, so it's like we know what we're capable of doing when we're down. Like we when we go down like ten points, it's never a point we like. Dang, like it's like we know we can score at any given moment. And then now our defense was crazy this year, so it's like we know they're gonna give us a stop. We just gotta score as an offense, you know. But when we going down, then we got to halftime, and Trav was just like, I mean, he flipped over a few things and was just like, bro, what are we doing, like? We got to get right. And then I think he was so more mad at, like, some of the play calls and situations. Like, why are we so conservative? Or, like, to give us a place, we'll go out there and play. And then after he said all that, man, like, you, you can tell the whole locker room, like, yeah, let's go. Let's go ahead and win this thing. We playing, we playing around too much. And uh, But I just feel like as a team, as a unit, when we get to those crunch situations and you got those playmakers like Trav and Pat, then on the other side with, like, Snead and, and Chris Jones, it's just like, that element of experience of like we've been here before, we know what we gotta do, we know that the little things matter. 
rather that's like a mistake or a pillion, whatever we know we can't have that in. That come with a factor throughout the whole game, honestly. Go back to October, your return back to Kansas City. You and Pat, you're on film, you're doing your handshake, and then you say, I got my dog, my dog back. How does that make you feel, you know, being welcomed back with open arms, you know, just back where it all started? What was that moment, like your return back to KC? Well, I mean, it mean everything because, like, I don't know if everybody really know the, my situation, but when I had my injury in KC, like, I mean, I ain't probably played football in so long because I was, I was hurt. It took me a long time to get back. Then I got to the Jets. I don't know if they just already had their guys that they wanted to play in, like, in, in a sense or whatever. And then it just really wasn't working out. But once I got that feeling that KC wanted me back and, and them actually trading for me back meant a lot because I felt like they really valued me in a sense. And then obviously Pat telling me, like, man, I love to have you back. And Trav and, you know, all those guys that's, that I've been with there for the last past four or five years, it's like those guys, you know, they welcomed me back with open arms. So that meant a lot to me, especially I ain't been in a play. And then going back to the team that it started with to actually give me some more opportunities to go out there and make some plays and help the team win, like, it means a lot. So glad they could just help me come back. And then obviously win the Super Bowl, so I top it off. And we'll wrap back around, but to, to Fred's point, what went wrong with the Jets? Like, I, I was surprised when you went back. I was surprised. Right. Because I'm like, we saw you ball. Like, we saw you go to Super Bowls, you know what I'm saying? And then you go to the Jets, and then they trade you. What went wrong there? I just feel like it wasn't <clears throat> we were on the same page. Like, and I ain't trying to bash nobody like that, but it's like y'all treat certain guys that shouldn't be treated like they should be treated. And it's like... I don't understand where y'all feel like that I don't compare or I can't compete with any of these guys that y'all playing in front of me. You know what I mean? And I just feel like it's not an established coaching staff there as well. Like, you just got a new coaching staff that came in, you know, and, like, it's no standard there. It's like everybody do what they want to do, and it's like whatever. Now, granted, the defense have a more of a stabilized standard with that with the coaching staff on that side. So you could tell the defense got a – they got a – a standard, but the offense is just like, all right, we'll just figure it out. It's Aaron show. Mm-hmm. Let Aaron do what Aaron do, you know what I mean? But then when Aaron go down, it's like, we don't know what to do. But this is that same coach that just was out of a job the previous year and then average get a new job. Yeah. So I just feel like it it follows or see what's going on. Like, meetings. Because this this my thing was, y'all can't tell me about winning. I, I, I'm, I've been to four Super Bowls in five years, you know what I'm saying, now, you feel me? But beforehand, I told I've been to four AFC championships, I've been to three Super Bowls, I've won two of them. Like, I know what winning looks like. Right. I know what winning is. So y'all keep telling me certain things, it's like, I'm not going for that. Like, because y'all not doing it right. Like, we got hammers on the ground, we don't got no discipline, people feel like it's too many individual egos in this locker room or whatever, and I'm telling them, I'm like, that's not going to get y'all to win. It's not going to happen. Because you step in KC locker room, it's Pat. It's me, it's Trav, it's, it's Nick Allardretti, it's Noah Drake. We all on the same level. Nobody's treated differently. If if Coach say, if Coach Reed say, we don't wear yellow cleats in practice. If Pat go out there and wear yellow cleats, Pat go back and sign and change his cleats. Mm-hmm. Everybody treated the same. So it's like when we was out there, there was no really structure was going on. And obviously it's new, new coaches and stuff like that, but I'm trying to help y'all out. But y'all like, oh, whatever. And, like, and then y'all telling me certain things like, I meet with you and you like, yeah, I'm gonna get you some plays. You know what I'm saying? I'm make sure you get involved in the game plan, but I play two plays. That's not, you can't tell me that. I'd rather you tell me, I feel like these guys better than you and we'll figure you out later. I bet, I can take that. I'm a grown ass man. I, can, I understand that. 
But when you keep telling me and feeding me lies and saying certain stuff, then that's what don't sit right with me because, like, I know for a fact I'm better than him for sure. Like, I ain't trying to, you know, where I know I'm better than him, I'm better than him too. Garrett Wilson, the only person y'all should just be like, hey, he can go. He's one of them guys. So go. I have no problem with y'all putting it around Garrett Wilson for sure. I don't, I don't care. Like, that's fine. But when you come to certain other things, like, come on, like, I don't understand why I'm not in the rotation with that. And y'all never gave me a reason as to why either. You know, you know what I mean? A lot of times when you spend, uh, for you, it was your entire career right. with a great organization. Exactly. With the Hall of Fame head coach, with the Hall of Fame quarterback, with a standard that has been set of excellence, you get spoiled. Oh, for sure. Right? Like, we talk, we talk a lot of times about being in Pittsburgh and always being in contention for championships and always being in contention to win the division. You almost start to take it for granted. Mm. Right, that this is how NFL football works. And you got an opportunity to realize that's not how it works in all 32 buildings. Take me back to the decision to become a New York Jet, though. Right. Right? You're coming off of a Super Bowl win. You've had opportunities to show some flashes of what you could do, but never got an opportunity to be the man or be the actual number two because of some of the players you guys had. What was it about New York that made that the place, or at least the place you thought you could continue your career? Right. So piggyback, you said about like never having opportunities because like obviously when I came in, it was Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, Demarcus Robinson. Like I had some dogs in front of me. You feel what I'm saying? Like I never got a chance to go to a situation where they're like, "Hey, we're gonna see what you can do." Basically, we already had Tyreek and Trav. They getting a hundred. 40, 50 targets a piece. Right. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, people try to tell me, oh, you have a breakout year, but you're not seeing who's in front of me, bro. Like, these men, they getting 14, 15 yards a piece. Like, that's 3,000 yards between two people. And I admit you got this, this horse in Sammy Watkins who still got some juice left. Right. Like, ain't nobody playing over them three, bro. Oh, DK Metcalf, Hollywood Brown, I killed Harry that I drafted. Uh, Debo, I don't care who got drafted in my class. If y'all went to the Chiefs, y'all would have been on the back burner as well. Right. You know what I mean? Like, if I went to the Colts or Fort they're like, yeah, we're going to use you. Of course, I'm going to do my thing. You know what I'm saying? So after I, my third year, I got in my fourth year, and Tyreek ended up leaving. He go to the, the, the Dolphins. I'm like, oh, yeah, like, this is my chance to be the number one. Never got an opportunity because obviously I've been playing that role so long that they just feel like that's the that's role they saw you. for me. That's what they saw me. And that's no disrespect to you know, no distrait or whatever, but right. that's what they saw me. Then we get Juju, Marquez come in, so it's kind of like one of them things that they just like, hey, we just going to Juju number one now, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, okay, cool. Now, obviously, I'm having a great year. You know, I had like four or five touchdowns coming in like week five, or I mean, what, week eight. I'm like, yeah, I'm finna good year, and I get hurt with my injury. Right. So coming back on my injury, this is when the Jets came in. And obviously, it was more of like, okay, I'm going to get paid, whatever the circumstances. But now I was looking at the Jets like, dang, like, the defense crazy. And then, like, the receiving core, you know, Corey Davis there, Garrett Wilson is there. I'm like, I know I can go in there and, and definitely play with those guys. And then, then the rumors of Aaron supposed to be coming there. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, like, this is this might be a great situation, especially a guy of Aaron, you know, I don't want to go to from Pat to somebody that's not as good. Somebody that's talented. Right, I need somebody that's talented. So that that hit that conversation of him actually going to the Jets actually made it better. They came with a good offer, a one year deal. I'm like, yeah, perfect. Why not? It makes all the sense. Great defense. The system coming in that uses like I knew Marquez was in that system. Mm -hmm. They used him great with the deep ball threats right. and stuff like that. I'm like, I could definitely be in that role. 
you know, and talking to the coaches. Uh, I was familiar with the receiver coach. He recruited me in, in high school. He was at Tennessee. So I, I got some ties there. You know, I'm like, okay, cool. That's that's dope. So I ended up, you know, signing there, whatever. And then the draft just ain't green on, on the other side. Basically, <laughs> what I'm trying to say. They definitely rehabbed me to where I needed to be. I got where I needed to be. And then finally, when the season stuff got there, it just, it just really wasn't working out. Take me out. back to the fourth play of offense, though. Right, you said it was Aaron, 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 Aaron. I was there, bro. As soon as he ran out with that flag oh. in the dark, four plays later, that was a different stadium. I was over. What's the? Well, you're sitting on the sideline and you see it happen. What was your reaction to oh, that? Oh shit! <laughs> it's gonna be a long day, boy. Because <laughs> you gotta understand, people understand. Aaron is the offense, bro. Like, his thought process and his ability to get to anything that he wants to is scary. There's no bad play with Aaron. Like, I'm telling you, like, run deep, you run down the middle, you stop right here, and you run this slant. He has the ability to Madden, hot routes, he has that ability. Like, he has that ability. It's like, and he's so smart with defenses like, I, like, in practice, the man be like, yeah, he's blitzing. Hey, you back up. You're not coming. It's like, how do you know he's not blitzing, bro? Like, you know, you don't know that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, like, his mind is, is like, fantastic. And now, I, you know, people trying to compare him and Pat. But I be like, man, listen, as far as, like, the, the experience-wise, like, kind of like, a, I guess, like Tom Brady. Like, he just, he can read defenses. And, like, and Aaron, to the point he read him and he know, like, hey, he's blitzing. I want you to run a slant right here. I'm going to like, I'm gonna throw the ball to you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, like, that in itself makes the offense so dangerous. But when a guy like that leaves the offense and it's, like, more so it's conceptual, like, okay, now just make the throws, it get harder for the offense. Mm -hmm. And then you put a lot of pressure on Zach Wilson to try to carry, the, the put into that role rather than making the offense where he's at his best. They didn't do that, you know what I mean? Cause I've been situated where Pat get hurt, and we had Chad Henne in there, or uh, what was was it Moore? Yeah. And Coach Reed just made the offense where it solidified them, and we won games. We went four and one when Pat was out. You know what I mean? And with Chad, that we won a playoff game. Yeah. Finished the playoff game. Finished playoff game, right? Beat the fuck out of my team. Browns, yeah, no, no, the no they, it, they, they, that was the Browns. We beat, they beat the Browns. You beat the Jag, well, not the, the playoffs. Yeah, he got hurt last year against the Jags yeah, going into halftime. Yeah, oh yeah, we did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Chad came in and led a 96 yard drive. 96 yard drive. Winning, winning the game. But the way we changed the offense was when Chad went in, we didn't call the same plays. It was like we know what to get him out. You know what? Simple passes. Boom. Here you go. Slant. Hitch. Run the ball here. It was simple, so you don't got to think. I think Zach was doing so much thinking. It's like, damn, I can hot route this, but it's like, but is this the defense that I hot route this against? Because you go to the line with two plays every time in that offense. You know what I mean? So it's like, what was you doing? So I, I figured when he went out, it was like, yeah, it's gonna be a long, it's gonna be a long season. Players have to make adjustments. Coaches have to make adjustments. Exactly. You alluded to that a few minutes ago when you talked about getting there, the staff, you know, not necessarily having you didn't use the word experience but you alluded to it because the defense were set. The offense just couldn't make those adjustments to get you guys right. to, to where you wanted to, to go. You mentioned your injury a few times. Yeah. You had, I think you developed something called osteitis pubis. Osteitis pubis, yeah. Where you couldn't walk for four or five days. You were in the hospital for a while. 
you had to watch your team from the sideline win Super Bowl 57. Right. What was that moment like? You know what? It, it was really a, an emotional moment because I was in my fourth year, man. Like, I feel like it was my time to really go shine. I really was having a good year. Like, I was scoring every game. I was in the game plan. I was having a good year. And I also look at it as, too, I was like kind of like over my head a little bit. I feel like it was kind of like God, like, just like, nah, calm down. Come a big believer in faith. I don't think things happen. I think everything happened for a reason. So when that injury happened, you know, and and remind you, the the injury was out of nowhere. My injury was out of nowhere. Like, I finished the game perfectly fine, got home that night, my family perfectly fine. I'm running around having fun, doing whatever. And literally the next day, the next day, my folks leaving, we chilling, I wake up normal, like normal day, that we doing that, just chilling. And I catch a cramp, like in my stomach. I'm like, damn, hold on, like cramp. I'm like, okay, it's cool, whatever, I'm walking it off. Every 10 minutes get worse, like, like worse. Like keep cramping, keep cramping, I'm like what the freak. Then 10 minutes go by, you get to the point where like I'm limping. Like my, I'm limping, like I can't even walk. So I'm holding on the walls to walk. I'm like, what the, what's going on? So I'm like, all right, I'm like, okay. I go lay down. My girl is out, outside. She's getting, she, she gets some food. So I call, like he brings some food, but I said, I'm hurting right now. I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but she's like, okay, cool, whatever. She get back. I try to get out of bed. I really can't move for it. I'm like, Rick, hey, man, I'm hurting right now, bro. Like. I might need to go to the hospital. He said, well, if it get worse, let me know. I call him back in two minutes. I said, no, this shit work. Like, I, I need help. He like, okay, let me get right. So they get the emergency room, whatever. He said, can you make it to the, to the emergency room? I'm like, yeah, I can. Like, so my girl literally carries me to the car. I get in the car, emergency room, the doctor's still waiting for me out there. I literally get out the car. I take two steps to sit in the wheelchair. And I ain't walk for the next five days. Wow. Now, I'm talking about literally didn't walk. So like, when I get to this, you know, first you got a emergency room, they, t they transfer you to like a, the regular rooms. So I'm in the in a, in a emergency room, whatever. I'll never forget, this is the worst pain I've ever experienced in my life. Like, I'm talking about, I'd rather get shot. I'd rather, like, you hit me with a baseball bat. Like, I'd rather any of that than this pain I felt. So I'm in a wheelchair and they stand me up and they try to put me in the bed, like sit me down in the bed. So I'm sitting on the edge of the bed and the doctor picking my legs up and try to move me. And he moved me, bro. I swear to God, I, I thought, I, don't, I can't even describe the, the pain. Like I cried like a lot. Like I cried so hard. Like my, my they like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, bro, I, this hurt. Like I'm crying, talking. So. Finally, we get in the bed. So the bed they put me in the emergency room is the same bed they transported me to the hospital. And I stayed in that bed for five days. I can like move my feet a little bit, but like far as like lift my legs, couldn't lift my legs. I stayed there. I had a I had a bruise on my on my back for how long I sat in the bed, mm -hmm. like a white bruise on my on my on my back. And like the whole time I'm thinking is like, is this it? Like. Like, now I'm regretting certain shit. Like, damn, I wish I would just gave a little bit more, like, you know, this and that. And then finally, like, the fourth, fifth day, um, I'm, like, just moving my leg a little bit. I can start going like this. I'm like, okay, it's coming back. My feeling coming back. And they had specialists come out of, like, Ultimate from 
Cali came out, New York, Miami, especially came out drawing blood. Like I drew so much blood. Now, I ain't know my body had that much blood. Like, for real. <laughs> like, I'm like, how much blood y'all gonna draw with me? You know what I'm saying? Right. May trying to figure out what's wrong with me because I couldn't have no feeling in my legs. And they kept saying, I see how this pubis. But two specialists, like, ain't no way it's I see how this pubis. Can't be, because look at his, his, you know, his symptoms. It can't be that. So finally, they like, yeah, like, you know, you're gonna get better over time. So I, the 10th day, I end up getting discharged in the hospital. I'm on a walker. A walker, bro. I'm on a walker. People. Yes. I'm on a walker, right? So I'm like, ain't no fucking way I'm, ain't no way I'm on this damn walker, bro. No way. So I said, you know what? I told my girl, I'm walking out of this. So I'm walking, and every day I get better and better. Better and better, better and better. To the point where coach like, hey, you think you can come back? My goal was to come back like two games before the playoffs. I want to get some games in, then, you know, get ready for the playoffs. Then I, okay, bet. So they activate me off IR. I'm running routes full speed. Oh, I'm good. I'm feeling fast, whatever. We get to practice. I'm practicing. I can't turn. So I catch it like a street, like a, a flat route, boom, and try to turn up field. My like my pelvis are lock up and I had to like stop. Right? Then I start getting massage on my pelvis doing this. Then my drawings will go out. Like I can feel my drawing pulling. Like, what's going on? So I have no idea what's going on. I'm thinking they tell me that you 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 normally gonna get better. Like every day it's gonna get better, basically. I didn't require surgery, I didn't know nothing. So I'm like, all right, so finally, we practicing. I didn't play the first game. And then the AFC Championship come in. I'm like, man, I'm trying to play. So I, I get shot up for practice. Like, I get two shots in practice. Like, the shots, and I get shot up for practice, right? Go out there. I say, I can deal with this. Like, yeah, for sure, I can deal with this. I can do whatever. It still hurt, but I can deal with it, though. And we get to the AFC Championship game. Let me tell you how God works. So God really worked in mysterious ways because... The AFC Championship game, I catch that pass, I get hit, regular normal hit, and I pull my groin off the bone, mm. and I pull this one as well. So now I require surgery, right? I get with Dr. Myers in Philly. He opened me up, and then I was the surgery, he, he repaired everything, and he talked to me, he said, you know it's the best thing you could have did was have surgery? I'm like, yeah, my, my groin tore, you know what I'm saying? Why would I not have surgery? He said, no. He's like, your pelvis, he's like, you had so much infected tissue and scar tissue over your pelvis that I couldn't ignore it. Wow. He was like, it was a lot. So he ended up cleaning all that up, attaching both of my drawers back. Like he had put something on my rib and like on my thing, or on my drawing, whatever. And literally was like, yo, like, I don't tell him what would have happened if you, if you never would have pulled your drawing, you would have kept having problems. Cause they never told me I require surgery. We um we talked to Dion in the off season, and he showed us his foot, and his leg from having to have surgeries. Coach Prime. Yes. And we were just trying to figure out, you know, this is one of the fastest humans that's ever played football. If not the fastest. And then now to be in a position where he couldn't jog, for you, being a track guy, being a four two four three guy, and you can't walk. Oh. The how difficult was that for you to deal with when being fast and speed and running is part of your identity and now you can't even generate enough power to pick your legs up? On a walker. A walker. <laughs> Ain't no fuck, bro. I'm I mean, so mad, bro. Not to me, but to me, though, it's not that you're on a walker, bro. You said for five days you sat in a bed. I, sat, I laid in the bed, yeah, and couldn't like, move. You, you, you had. 
you had no way to utilize your legs. How difficult is that to go from who you were and always have been to bedridden as a very young man? Oh, it, I thought it was over. With. I just feel like, like I just feel like then in that moment, that's what like you think about everything. It's like damn, like we really take this shit for granted because like this shit, it can end any day. You know what I'm saying? So like now I'm so much more grateful of these opportunities and playing the game, practicing, because like that right there, I couldn't run, walk. So the, what make me be able to provide for my family is not no longer something I can do to provide for them. So what do I do from here? You know what I'm saying? What do I do now? Like, if I don't get my feeling back in my leg, what do I do? Have I did enough to make sure we're good? Like now, like, I can't use my leg, so what can I do? So that all this, you thinking about all of this and whatever, and it's like, dang, like, this really give you another perspective into a, a whole other realm of like kind of like a, a outer body experience, like looking at yourself, like what you gonna do, like you know what I'm saying? What you do now? Like, and I just like I said, I'm a big believer in God, so I just feel like that was His moment of sitting me down, and you gotta get right, bro. Like whatever demons you going through, whatever, you gotta get right. You know what I'm saying? So like, I just feel like that, and like you said, but not feeling them legs, bro. Like I'm like, damn, like this shit is crazy. Then finally getting the pack, the, the run again like that. Man. Like you just got got to be grateful for that. It's funny. I was gonna ask you did that. Did that change you as a man? Like a football player, obviously. Like you saying the work ethic right. and all that. But like as a man, as a spouse, as a father, we're just playing with your little baby. Yeah. Like did that change? Did did that change you big picture? Yeah, definitely. Cause like like I always had a different perspective on life. Cause I I work with special need kids. So like that's like that's my my passion with special need kids. But actually being on that side of like, that challenge of like you, like I have no control over this. So it's like, as a man, it's like, damn, like, if, if, was, if this for real, like how do I, how do I manage this? Like how do I go from this? Like it makes you just look at life a little bit differently. Like, you know what, like, we gotta take these moments, you know, we gotta cherish these moments. Like I'm sitting here with y'all, like, you know what I'm saying? God, I've watched you know what I'm saying? Like you gotta cherish these moments because if that never happened, I never, if that never would have came from me, I'd never be here doing this with y'all, you know what I'm saying? So, like, just the moments you get in life, you, you, it, it means a little bit more, you know what I mean? You know, speaking of those moments, I love that Freddie T brought it back to Pat being like, okay, I got my guy back, right? And, and them wanting you to be back. I want to talk about two moments before the Super Bowl, and before we get back to that, uh, there's what, October 29th, you're back for a punt in Denver. Right, it's a game that you guys didn't play well, and it wasn't just you. Right. It was offensively, you didn't play well. Defensively, they made a ton of plays. Mm -hmm. uh, offensively, for them, they found ways to score, but you muffed a punt yep. in that game. And you said you took, you, you're just getting back into the groove of it. You took in that game and said, you can blame this game on me. Right. Now, at the time, Denver wasn't very good, but Kansas City wasn't the same old Kansas City nah. we knew. And you accepted accountability for that entire loss. What was it about that game or that play or you even in that moment where you felt like you had to put that on your shoulders, actually just getting back from the Jets? Because I feel like at that moment, you know what I'm saying? Like if I don't muff that punt right there, if I let it go out fair catch, we could score on that drive. You know, it was, I think we, they was only up about like, 15-9 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, it, they, we, could, we can go tie the game, or we could take the lead or whatever. So it's like, I muffed that punt right there on the five-yard line, but my head is like, I'm, I was trying to make a play. 
Right. It's like, man, shit, ain't nobody in front of me. Let's make this play, and it's cold out there, you know, whatever it may be, and just didn't make the play. So it's like, I feel like in that moment right there, if I would have fair caught it or let it go, no telling we could have went down there and, and scored and won the game. So I just feel what, like in that moment. Was that was that one of those moments you was like, I was trying to do too much? Yes. Where, too where, where much. You, but how difficult is it, though, you go to the Jets, you don't get to do what you want to do, you're now back in Kansas City. How hard is it to stop yourself from trying to make a play to be like, man, I'm back. Like, I, I'm, I'm here to make an impact on a team that I know can be better because we've been better than this. I don't think I really came back to be on no, I want to be like a make plays. I think I accepted the role of like, whenever y'all need me, mm -hmm. I'm here, basically. Because I, I knew they had everybody established. Quiz was already there. She, he's coming to his own. You know, just, you know, Jay Watt there. So I'm like, shoot, listen, whenever y'all want me to play, whatever y'all need to do, like, I'm here for you. I was doing pump return and stuff like that. So I'm like, just whenever y'all want me to be on the field, whenever y'all want me to play, just let me know. Like, I don't want to try to come back and be a starter or nothing like that. I'm just happy to be back somewhere where I know, you know, the right things are going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I, I hate talking about the Jets. Because they, I'm telling you, they made me so mad, bro. Like, I hate talking <laughs> about it. Even the special teams. Like, because, <laughs> like, I came to be the star returner for sure. And you were not. Yeah. I was not. And that's no good to Zay. Zay my dog. I still talk to Zay. And, like, so my thing was... <laughs> I'm there, and I'm like, and you know, in preseason, no, nobody really want to play preseason like that. I mean, it's cool to get, you know, get the, you know, the, the plays going on, whatever type stuff, you know. So, <laughs> we get the preseason. Zay back there, and mind you, we weren't even gonna play the preseason. Mm -hmm. Nobody was until like they feel like the offense wasn't doing whatever type thing. So that's why, you know, Aaron playing like the the, yeah. um, the one of the games. I guess against the Giants, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Play like a few plays or whatever. And um, so we get to the regular season. So now, I mean, you know, regular season, you get into a different mold. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go back and return punts. I'm back there, you know, whatever. And they come to me like, yeah, we're going um, to let Zay be the star returner. What you mean, star returner? Y'all tripping. What do, you, what do you mean? What are we talking about right now? So I go to the office. I'm telling the coach, like, what's up with this thing? You know what I'm saying? Like, and as a coach, that's something you re you relate to somebody, especially like you know I've seen myself like a veteran. I'm like, you got to be like, hey, look, man, this young kid right here doing good. We need you to go back there in preseason, right. to return a couple just to you know get your feet wet. And their mind, they ask me that I want to do in preseason. I'm like, what I'm doing in preseason for? Like, if y'all want me to do it, like I will. But I, don't, I mean, I don't think it's necessary. Like, it's like, I ain't no rookie. You know what I'm saying? That's how I put it to them. So I guess they took that as like, yeah, we don't want you. Don't yeah, want you, you, you don't want to do it back there. You don't, you don't, you don't love it back there anymore. No it's like, okay, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So we get to the regular season. They're like, yeah, they going back there to start. I'm like, so I've been teaching him this whole time how to be a great returner doing. And he cribs one to he win the game. He cribs one exactly. He do right? <laughs> right. I love that. Right? right. So I'm like, yeah, he doing all this and stuff. And we get. Uh, I, I got to tell you the interaction we had the Chiefs game. Oh man, I want y'all. I got I, listen. That that was hilarious. Interaction with who? The special team coordinator. What happened? What happened? Eh, listen, so that, so, so Ryan. So we going back. Let me go back to the like. He was not letting me know. He wasn't communicating with me about the returning thing. Like, what are we talking? You gotta let me know. Like, y'all thinking about starting somebody else over me? You know what I'm saying? So there was no communication. So they basically just give him the, the job, whatever. So that's fine. Whatever y'all do, what you need. Fast forward to the Chiefs game. Zay get hurt, or he hurt, like he hurt his ankle, like on a Wednesday or something. So as a coach, if your star of a get hurt, you like, hey, listen, 
hey, Ron, I, I, need, I might need you this game, you know what I'm saying, because, you know, Zay hurt or whatever, so just in case he can't go, would you, you know, I need you to start back there for me, right? That's something you relate to your next person. You got to let them know. That's like if, if, if the, your QB hurt, you need to tell the backup, hey, I need you to take more extra reps this week because you might have to play this game. Right. That's what a coach does. Like, if you a coach, that's what you do. You in the... You the fucking National Football League, bro. You not in Pop Warner. You a coach. Right. You supposed to, you supposed to let people know that. Because if I'm not a star returner, my mindset ain't on returning in the game. It's not. Unless I actually have to really do it. You know what I'm saying? So we get to, to the thing. Mind you, he got hurt on Wednesday. I didn't get talked to on Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. I not have not one word to this, this, this man. Sunday on the field, we out there catching punts. I got pads on. We finna play. I got, I'm catching out there catching punts. I'm on the knee. The, the team finna come out, especially according to come to me. And like, hey, I need you to be the star returner in this game. I said, no. I'm not, I'm not returning punts for you, bro. He told myself, oh, you don't want to do it? No. Why would I, why would I want to return punts for you? You know what I'm saying? Like, why would I want to return punts for you? First of all, the reason I said it because not too long ago, you, you telling the head coach that you don't trust me back there. Right. And I wouldn't meet with you and tell you, like, hey, why you don't trust me? So if just to fast um, backtrack a little bit, it was one practice I got hurt. Uh, well, I got hurt in the preseason game. I dislocated my, my pinky, hyperextended or whatever. So the next, like, the couple of days that we catch a punch in practice, I dropped, like, six or seven in a row because I can't cradle it. You know what I'm saying? So instead of the coach... My, I don't drop punts in practice. Like, it, it, I might drop it here and there, but, like, I'm not consistently dropping or, or, or punts, right? So, as a coach, if you see your star player, that's like if, if I'm getting you carries, you fumble three, four times in a row. As a coach, I'm like, hey, what's wrong with you? Something, something going on because you just not you, basically, right. right? So, in that practice, he never asked me what's wrong with me. He tried to expose me in front of the whole, you know, special team, like, look at this bullshit right here. And like showing my drops on punt, whatever. I said, well, if you asked me, I told you my piggy was the opposite standard. I couldn't catch the ball. He said, well, just don't catch the ball then. I said, why would I not go try it? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm confused. It's a practice that we don't have no pass on or nothing. Like, I'm just trying to see what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Then talk to me about that, none of that stuff. And then you want me to come to the game and want me to turn punts for you. Like, no. Nah. Tell me, I'm gonna remember it. What you gonna do, bro? I'm not starting. <laughs> I'm finna leave. So what? What the worst can you do to me? Like, tell me, you gonna remember that? Like, fuck, you gonna remember? Tell me, you gonna go back and go find somebody else and catch these puzzles? I'm not going out there. Then you go to the head coach, like, hey man, just do it for us. I'm like, no, I'm not catching for that man, bro. I'm not playing for him, like at all. I wouldn't even do it. Well, do it for the team. I said, I'm gonna be hurting the team if I go back there, cause I'm not gonna catch the ball. Like, I'm telling you right, I'm, I was so checked out, like. It's over. I already talked to Veach and Pat. Like, hey, bro, come get me, bro. Like, what are y'all doing? Like, what are we talking about? Like, man, come get me. Bro, like. But they do come get you, dog. Take me to, uh, we had Antonio Pierce on the show. Okay. AP. Uh, and so AP was talking about that Christmas Day game, right? You you get back to Kansas City. Kansas City wasn't the old Kansas City, dog. Nah. The, defensive team. They were, they were, they were defensive Very team. Def that's a different defensive team, yep. They're defensive team, but part of being a defensive team wasn't that it was one of those teams where the defense was great and the offense was great, too, like it always was. Right. It was y'all struggling on offense. Pat throws, pick six. Jack Jones one running ass. the end zone, staring at him. And you lose that game. How did y'all get from that day or what changed that day that got y'all to the Super Bowl? Because that team, from Christmas Day, wasn't supposed to win the Super Bowl. I just feel like after that game, I feel like 
it literally was like, what y'all want to do? Like, y'all want to just keep riding this wave and get beat? Because at the time, we was in control of our own destiny. We still got like the number one seed or the number two seed or whatever. And it, it was like, what are we doing? We control our own destiny. Like, what y'all want to do? Either we going to suck this shit up, we going to we gonna, we gonna get right, or we just going we gonna to lose. You know what I'm saying? So what are we going to do? And then that was guys, you got like the veteran guys step up, me, Trav, like, you know, quit, like, let's work hard. We're going to, in practice, we ain't taking none of that shit. Like, the little, the little things, we just had to figure out what we wanted to do. Like, we want to go back and try to repeat, or we not, we just going to lose because literally what we doing ain't working, basically. And, you know, and those next practices, you know, we really locked in. And, you know, it still wasn't perfect, but we was doing the, the necessary little things that we need to do to get those wins. And yeah. once we started getting that, that energy of winning, like, it just kind of contagious. That energy is contagious. You bring up the vets, you bring up yourself, you bring up Trav, you bring up Pat, you bring up all them vets. But I remember Andy, when we were playing, we old, we old as fuck. But he was with the Eagles when we was playing. And I just always remember, like, watching the film, going to play in Philly against him and just knowing there's always another wrinkle. You almost try to anticipate what Andy's going to do. Right. Like, it, he, he's that genius. You talk about the players being there, but Coach Reed, man, and I respect the hell out of him. Yeah. Like, what part does he play in it? Because you talk about, like, Travis's halftime speech, and Coach Reed seems so even keel and just nonchalant. But what, what part does he play in that turnaround that, that, that RC's talking about? He made it simple. So when I, when I got back there, it was we had so many personnels and formations and motions. It was so much going on to where we nobody really wasn't going out there to play. You know what I mean? Because when we first got there, we were like, I, I got, I told said, bro, why we got so many personnels? Like, usually it's got like, you know, 10 maybe, but like, we got to work. And literally after that, the game we lost, like we cut everything in half. It got real simple. That why Rasheed Rice started going crazy. He can go out there and play. Like, he ain't got to worry about this and that. He just go play. You know what I mean? Quay, just go play, man. JY, go play. Cole, when you in there, just go play. And that's when things got real simple. And they, they made it simple for everybody. They, they, the play calling got simple. The formations got simple. And we just wanted to start playing ball. I should have mentioned that when you asked what it would change, but I'm glad you said that. Like, he made it all simple. And once that got simple, it wasn't no more thinking a lot no more either. And it was just more so, let's go out here and get this dub. Let's go win. And nobody would... Nobody just knew. When they called the play, we knew what was going on. Yeah, also became America's pop culture team, McCole. Mm. And yeah, you were yeah. part of it. You was around here taking pictures. It, it's her fault. It's my fault. dancing you in was, the videos. You was all in the videos. <laughs> all on social media. You was a Swifty. Hey, it was, McCole a Swifty? He was a Swifty. He, he, was Swifty. he became oh, okay. a Swifty. I was I, I got invited into that. Like, you know, I was that's there. All right, bro. That's alright, bro. That's cool. That, but yeah. she, hey, listen, that's probably the, you know she probably the famous person in the world right now. Hey, hey, yo, I'm cool with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, but now nah, that was that's crazy too. You know what I'm saying? Like the money she brought to the NFL and the attention that she brought to the team is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. You know, but I mean, I just feel like. Hey man, how much how much did that have to change things though, when like the games were different, you oh, know what yeah. I mean? Like for for you guys, it is okay. Let's just focus on our job. Right. But it was every televised bias game. If Travis make a play, miss a play, they they got a shot of the booth. The security 
was different, right? There are the normal pictures you take with friends and family now do different things socially, right? right? You used to take a picture in the, you know, post game or something like that, and it was just us sharing. And for y'all, it's still the same thing, right? Because I know how it is. This is my teammate. This is my teammate's significant other. This is what we do. Right. But it changes when it's Taylor Swift. How much of the difference did y'all actually feel as a team? I don't think really, to us, it really wasn't nothing because it's, it's, it's trap, bro. Like, if anybody's going to do that, it's Trav that's going to get that right there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's Trav that's going to do it. But, like, Trav just such a cool dude. Yeah. And Taylor's so cool, bro. Like, even, like, going to the crib and, like, meeting her and whatever type thing, you know, he had to get together or whatever. Or even after the game, like, she's so cool, like, where she just, oh, hey, how you doing? And whatever. And she just vibe. It's just, like, who she is is, like, the magnitude with everybody else around and make it seem like. But to everybody else, it's... All right, cool. It's Taylor. Like, what's up? How you doing? And we keep it at that. It is that. Oh, this is my significant other. Right. Oh, how you doing? Because to us, we're not looking at that. But I was when we leave, like, man, damn, that's Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what you thinking. But in the moment, you're like, okay, what's all you doing? You keep it cool. You keep it playing. You know what I'm saying? But when you get back home, like, hey, boy, that's fucking Taylor Swift. Boy. <laughs> you know what that is? Like, hey, like, like, that's crazy. Like, even my girl, like. <laughs> you caught the game-winning touchdown. Yeah. You blacked out. You blacked came out. back. Yep. You got your ball. Right. Then she came and she hugged you and she told you something. Were you back all the way to, to even comprehend what she told you after the game? Oh, yeah, I was good then. What'd she about, say? Yeah, she was just like, uh, I think she was like, uh, good job, proud of you, good game. Like, man, it was crazy. Then she said something about those magic, they said, you and these magic tricks. Because when I first met her, like, I was doing magic tricks with the cards. I got, I got a few tricks I can do with the cards. Oh. And she was just like, this is crazy. Like, you know, whatever. And every time she see me, she talk about it. So then she was like, man, you and these cards, you just got some, it just, your hands are magical or something she was saying like that. Like, you catching the game with a touchdown? And she was saying that. So it was kind of cool saying that. But I was, I was back by then, though. And, and bro, when that, when that play came in, I got to add, because what was it? Uh, Corn Tom, Corn, But it, Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry, right. Yeah. When it came in, and you hear it, and you know you that guy, because you y'all, uh, the Eagles, Scored twice on that play. On the same play. When that's well, a different play, it's two different plays, but yeah. It is. Oh, yes. okay. Cause that's the thing, that same little motion, motion and it's yeah, the little motion. motion. It's the same motion, but a different, different play, play that's I agree. consistently. And, yeah, and listen, yeah. and like I said, I praise Merlin because Andrew Reed with that shit. So he wa he watched them try to rock and roll the safeties a run and he watches it and I like I like the X and over football. Right. So he sees what's going on and that's how he can call that shit year after year and, and win. When that shit comes in, do you do you know I'm gonna be wide the fuck open? Nah, you, wait, well, it's for man though. Like the play is designed for man-to-man -man coverage. The 49ers didn't play man right there. They was in zone, actually. So, so when that play when that play come in, uh, theoretically you want to see who's if, if they're like you know if they on you if they pressed on you or whatever. Because obviously they gotta run run around. But when I went in motion, nobody came with me. At all, so I'm like, okay, it's going to the running back. But thank you, Nick Bosa, for blowing up the backfield. <laughs> it was going to the running back. If y'all ever, ever see the play, the running back fakes the handoff and come back around, and you, you just toss it to him, and he, he, it's like a touchdown. We ran a few times before. It's like a touchdown, but when I did the shuttle and I came, I came back out, uh, Mooney, the corner seven, he, he didn't – Go to the flat. I'm like, I know I'm gonna be open for sure. 
And then literally, when I I just just looked and Pat looked at me dead in my eye, like yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, I'm gonna throw this bitch, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so he threw it, I catch it, so I catch the ball, so, so I catch the ball, I knew the game over, and then literally one side like turn this way and go like this, I have no recollection what happened, and two we jump in the air. And he like, you a champion, you were a champ. I'm like, oh yeah, like let's go. <laughs> like, yeah. That, that's a huge moment for you. Yeah. Right. And uh you get the game winner. Got that. Uh, 57 though. Earlier we talked about Super Bowl 57. You've been injured, been on the sideline, and not being able to play and enjoy everything with your teammates. The very next day after the Super Bowl, you had the birth of your son. Yep. What's the what was the biggest moment? I, it's a stupid question. Not nah, my son. <laughs> Not nah, my son for sure. Cause it, it, like I always wanted to be a father. I always wanted to have have some of my own and have my family now and have another on the way. Like man, cause it it, it like a it was like a domino effect. Like the, the game we won the game and like five hours later, six hours later, they, here you come. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, yeah, like my son, like it's crazy. Like and then just on top of that, but my son, that's the that's the best gift I that got, man. Like yo, know, that life is precious. And seeing him every day, he's kind of give you that, that another why, like why you do, why we doing what we doing. You know? Make was that was that number? Was it number two? Was it the second nut? That's was, what makes. Children. No, it was, it was the first one actually. So it was the first. It was uh, the first one. But it was it was a good one though. Really, you got. Oh yeah, I got it there. Oh okay. Yeah. Cause my kid was made on the second one. Nah. Round two makes babies. See, nah, round one made this. Cause I ain't go round two. You won't go round. After two? that first, we, we might hang it up. You gotta go to bed. I ain't gotta go to bed. It's like well, I already put the work in. Ain't no more no two. <laughs> then you still gotta reach over and maybe now it's, all, now it's already glazed up. It is, but maybe in the morning. I'm just trying to ask him about the moment, brother. What's that? <laughs> Did it make you forget about all the stuff you had gone through? It just made me appreciative of everything. I don't say I forgot it. I just feel like it came full circle. I feel like this this the moment, like, you know what I'm saying? This this what it's for. You know what I'm saying? Like this this what we do this for, like, you know, cause you got a son, you got kids, it's like, we what we doing this for, you know what I'm saying? Like something, we gotta leave something, you know what I'm saying? I think just that right there, they made me forget it, just made me more appreciative of everything that did happen. You had all of those moments, you know, you mentioned not being able to walk, walking out of the hospital with a walker, watching the Super Bowl, and then, you know, having your son. And so you have all of these moments that give you gratitude for the game. And you go to a place like New York, because I've been in places that tell you, that make you feel like, I don't even know if I want to do this. I don't even want to play this no more. Anymore, sure. right? So you, you were in that moment, and then now it's Corn Dog and it's Tom and Jerry, and it's all kind of other things. But you guys, it felt like y'all knew what was going to happen. Right. And you get to that moment, man, and you get the blackout, and y'all having the celebration. What was it like to come full circle after truly what you've been through the last two years to get to that moment, that catch, not to mention the 52-yarder in the first half? That was half, crazy. Right? Just to have all of those things sort of happen, man, and now be back in that place, being a champion for the third time. What was that full circle moment like? emotional, you know, and then having my girl, like, just, she always tell me, like, man, you know, God don't make mistakes. He's going to, you know, he's going to do this. Everything, you deserve this. You just keep working, you know, just having that in your ear and just hearing that and that support, 
and everybody's been supporting you because like it's so much so much fake stuff out there, bro. Like people just whatever, especially like fumbling in, uh in, in Buffalo. Both, Buffalo. Them two fumbles, like man, like just everybody just you just feel like the world is against you. You know what I'm saying? And like you don't pay no attention, but then you got the ones that the loved ones and stuff that really know what's going on. Like, man, you good, like, you know, your time gonna come, you gonna get that chance, it's gonna happen and you know, get to the the Ravens game and um really don't play that much. You know what I mean? Play like two players, three players, and it's like, dang, like, maybe they gave up on me, you know what I'm saying? Then you go to the Super Bowl and then, you go catch one, catch a deep ball, 52 yards, and then you win a game, win a touchdown. It's like, it, it, it's coming full circle. It's just, it's like, damn, this shit, like, it, it, it hits different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, damn, like, all right. It, this shit feel good. I'm going to stop this shit up right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> are are y'all like us, though? Right. So when you're on the team with Patrick Mahomes, do you feel like the people watching the game? Because when I watch Kansas City Chiefs games, especially the Super Bowl, here was my thought. Oh, Christian McCaffrey fumble. Can't do that with Patrick Mahomes on the other side. Game another chance. Oh, they let him block the extra point. Can't do that with Patrick Mahomes on the other side. Oh, Brock Purdy threw the football out the end zone on third and four with the pressure. Patrick Mahomes going to score a touchdown. Do y'all feel the exact same way when you have Patrick Mahomes on your team? It's like any chance we got, anything that there is that needs to be accomplished, this dude going to do it. I think we feel like that when it gets to, like, like that overtime stuff. Like I think that's when we get like, but during the game, it's like we. Like, you can't give us no chance like that. We're gonna make this happen. Like it's more like we collectively. But then when it get like the overtime, you take the ball, like, y'all ain't y'all don't get packed the ball ass. Like that's when they that when they come in like, you all we get packed the ball and trap? Like how many times they gotta show y'all that they are made for these moments? Like both of them 13 seconds, let's get down the field. Like, have did that not show y'all enough of this? Like for y'all to give these men the last chance, like <laughs> That's what I'm saying. What, what else what they got to do to show y'all, like, especially Pat himself, like, bro, he, he hasn't failed in this. Not saying he can't, but, like, these pressure moments, bro, is he lived for these. He did in the Super Bowl down 10, seven minutes left to go for his first one he come back and win. He scored, like, like 17 unanswered points. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. he, he, he done this, you know what I'm saying? So, like, Buffalo, like, he done this countless times. Even the Ravens, like, he done this countless of times. It's like, y'all just don't understand, like, don't give this man back the ball when it's time to actually have the score and get a field goal. He's going to get down the field. Like, no matter he's running the ball, he's making some crazy throw or scramble, whatever, he's going to get down there. But we definitely think like that was sure. Uh, all the post game, Chris Jones and Pacheco was up there. I watched your post game and everybody, and all y'all was like, Shit, it's one five over there. Oh yeah, it's one five there. But with him and him and Reed, because I always tell people like, if Pat and not bad mouth any other team, but if Pat was a Panther, you know, if Pat was somewhere else, I don't think like I think that alignment, like Brady Belichick, that alignment there, with with Andy and Pat, like that relationship. Do y'all do y'all know? Do you see it when that shit comes in the huddle? Like you know, Pat gonna make the throw, but you like. God damn, that's a hell of a call. And you know it's gonna get it like that, that, that whole, that whole OC, or he's the head coach, but he calls the damn plays. Everybody know he see that big shit across his chest, <laughs> that goofy ass shit he wears. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, like do y'all do y'all recognize, like, speak on kind of their that relationship between them? Cause I think that's honestly, I think that's what makes it special. Pat is an amazing talent. I said earlier, right. he's the best, I think he's the most talented quarterback I've ever watched in my life. Live. Right. But I think him and Andy together is what makes the Chief Dynasty special. Yeah, I think I think in a sense, you know, 
But and then again, like you say, the play calling. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, cause Coach Reed got some plays, boy. <laughs> he got some shit, boy. <laughs> like, he got some shit, boy. Like, it's, it, but it's plays that like coaches would be scared to call. You know what I'm saying? But but you got one five that can make this play work. You know what I mean? So I think I think having one five is just you got more of a, a freedom to actually call these plays. Like even we had like Vic and Deshaun, like he got that freedom to call it because he got the personnel yeah, to guys. do it. You know what I mean? So it's like they definitely are one-two combo. But then again, it's like even Packer on the side, like, hey, nah, call this. Coach, like, you, you like that? I bet. Let's call it. And then it's score or it's first down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they definitely got that. Like, you know, like, because if a play get called, it's like, yeah, okay. Coach Reed know what he's doing. Yeah. You talk about players, though, and uh, I love the fact that when I asked about Patrick, you mentioned Trav. Right. And I wanted to ask a, pa- a question about Travis Kelsey was, like, this wasn't, like, the vintage Travis Kelsey regular season. Like, it just wasn't. It right. wasn't. He wasn't as dominant this regular season as we've seen him. But he was turned up a different way in the playoffs from an attitude standpoint, but also he went crazy early in the game against Buffalo. Baltimore, double-digit catches. But in the Super Bowl, there was obviously what happened on the sideline. But that, to me, that wasn't one of those, like, let me show the coach up. That was like, that dude wanted to win this game. Travis Kelsey wanted to win the Super Bowl. He wanted to be a part of it. And then obviously he has the second half that he has. What did him stepping up, what, whether it was his level of leadership, level of play in the playoffs, how much did that help y'all finish the deal? Leadership. Well, you said the, he, he had that vintage season he had, but his, like when I got back, the leader he was was three, four times more powerful than it's been since I've been there. Off the charts, bro. Like, I mean, the way he was leading, he was practicing, the way he was, his talk, but his speech before the game, bro, Saturday. What like, was that like? Bro, like, let's go run through a wall. Like, this shit is crazy. Like, <laughs> like, you know, like, you know, like, you ever hear like a Ray Lewis speech? It's like, like, yeah, let's fucking go, bro. Like, yeah, let's, let's, let's do this. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like, the speech he had, bro, we was like, oh, this man want to win. Like, okay, you and I take. I'm gonna do everything we I got to make sure we get this win for you. Like not even for the team for you, cause the way you just like man in tears, bro. He yelling like you like damn, this man really into it. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like his his leadership and his his will to want to win was just off the charts. And then you get to the Super Bowl and he he get in the locker room like even when the people underestimate the the interaction him and Coach Reed have, it wasn't no whatever. He like man, call some fucking plays. Let us go work. Like we ain't we ain't calling the plays we should be calling. Then we get to the locker room. He flipped the table, the the fucking training bike over. Like this is fuck y'all. This is what y'all want to leave out here? Like you know, like shit like this. Like yeah, like nah. Let's go get this. Like his leadership was a, a was top notch. Like it, the way he led, like it was it was off the charts. And you could see the differences even in the second half. Like the catches he making, how he getting open. Like you know what I'm saying? It's just like that. You could you could feel that energy and. That energy is contagious, and he got the, the energy he has is contagious, bro. Like, it goes from the head coach all the way down to the people that ain't even playing. It's like everybody up there, we good. Like, just him alone, bro. Like, is is he the spark? Like, he's that he's that glue that 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 held everybody together. It's because he got a black haircut. Maybe. 
He black, though. He's black, bro. Like, he's not white. Like, like Travis is black. Like, I don't think I've seen Travis hang around anybody white. Like, like Taylor Swift might be the only white person he hang around, bro. Like, I swear to God. I joke with him. I was like, bro, you a black dude, bro. He from Cleveland. Like, all his best friends is black. Like, you go to Travis house, he's like, there ain't no white person here, bro. Like, it's like Taylor and Jason. That's it. it. And oh, yeah, I think Jason was on our side too. <laughs> yeah. you, you, went, you, you was at the party? Yeah, I was. Was that party wide open? Oh, we was there. We was lit. That party. It was, uh, it was lit. Jason, Ve- Jason Ve- was wide. He was I wide open. Was Vegas the best place to win one? I From a party it, standpoint, it might have topped them first one in Miami. Oh, I forgot y'all had one. Boy, Miami wide. Miami. Yeah. Miami. I was single there too, so it might have been a little like, boy, Miami. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People didn't even catch the flight back home. <laughs> like that, like, like I was talking about, we missed about ten people. Like, <laughs> like, well, you talking about you had a fight at ten a.m.? Like, well, we sitting in booby trap. <laughs> so I hear it in your voice. I hear all the excitement. I hear the passion. You're talking about Travis. Right. You're talking about Big Red. You're talking about Pat, just this team coming back from New York, coming back to Kansas City. You had a hell of a journey. You about to get your third piece of metal, whatever you call it, whatever you want to call it. Can they get any bigger? Yeah, they're gonna be. Yeah, they're gonna That's go to the ring too. So I gotta miss, they gotta make sure. But look, so. you personally, you're back in free agent mode, an opportunity yep. to, to to make a decision, go somewhere else, or either potentially right. stay here and continue to have these moments. What you gonna do? I don't know, man. Now, now that I actually been on that other side, I think I I know what to look for. You know, like even if it's not here, if it's somewhere else, I I like it's not really about that biggest payday. It is more about someone that's gonna let me spend. That's gonna like I'm not looking to be the number one. I'm not, not even number two, but just somewhere I consistently can be on the field and work. And work and, and show that work, you know what I mean? So, like, I think going to the Jets, I seen that other side of where it's not where you want to be at. Like, don't look for that money, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't look for this and go somewhere that's established, you know, wherever it may be. Like, that got established coach that is going to be there that you know for a fact, you know what I'm saying? Like, know that they got a system in place already that, that already have a standard, man, to be a playoff team. Like, they already got a, a goal in mind that's already set, you know what I mean? Can't go nowhere that's trying to get somewhere. I need somebody that's already know they can get there. You know what I mean? Whether it be here or whether you know it's somewhere else. But I think I got a, a idea, a vision, or or what to look for, or of how to look for it, and what what I need to look for. You know what I mean? So I think I'm glad I went to the Jets and figured out like this not it. You know, I'm glad I seen the other side because I used to I've been spoiled. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Five AFC championships in five years, four Super Bowls. That's like, crazy. That's crazy. Like, you, it's, it's hard to come by. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's impo- Bro, no, it's impossible. Right. Two of y'all, it's the Patriots and it's the Chiefs. <laughs> right. Like, that's it, though. So, like, what? Wait, one playoff game. <laughs> God damn it. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Seven years, one playoff that's game. That's Like, I, I ain't listen, bro. I, I'm saying, like, I was like, I don't even know what it's feel like to have an offseason. Like, yeah. I've been done in February in five years, bro. Like, I don't know. You mentioned the checkout uh, exam. I wanted to ask you that, whether this go on or not. But I wanted to ask you, like, I I only know what it feels like to check out, you know, a- after not making the Super Bowl. Right. How does it feel to check out after you make the Super Bowl? It, it really is because the LCA start next month. Like, the time really don't, 
it, it don't translate because you plan until February, you want to take some time off. You want to take like two, three weeks off and just get away from football completely. But then you have, what, a month and a half to train. Yeah. You know, so it's hard to check out because it's like, and what I'm checking out to, like, people that went to vacation, they came back already. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, y'all ain't did that. And you get down to the Super Bowl, you see people in the lab training. Like, you're like, y'all boys out there lifting weights already? Like, damn, like, how do I check out? Because it's like, you don't want nobody to get the upper hand the on you. Boys already working. They working. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, damn, you don't want nobody to get the upper hand to you. You know what I'm saying? So I don't really think you, you really don't check out for real. You just more of a sense, like, Take a break and then, but I need to get back on this drum because the season's gonna start again. Like OTAs in in April, so right. you know we really don't get the off season for real. But I gotta ask, and it's crazy. I just thought about it. Are you a third time Super Bowl champion if Aaron Rodgers doesn't get hurt? Hmm. That's hard to say, man, because that defense the Jets got is crazy. And he's gonna get that offense is gonna be special with him. Oh, it's gonna—it was gonna be special for sure, because what he—what he's—what he bring to the offense. But would you would would if that if that team was going on the trajectory of what they did? Because I'm a Miami, I'm a Miami guy. I live in Miami. I cover the Dolphins and all that. And the Jets were supposed to win that division until play four, right. like RC play talked four. about. <laughs> play freaking four. Play four. Play four, and we saw that damn calf roll up in the back of his motherfucking knee. Are, are you a champion? If Aaron Rodgers does not get hurt, no. And I'll be honest, because I just feel like it's more than just the players. It takes that coaching staff too to actually be there, to, to have that experience and know really how to win that thing. You know what I mean? Even like Fortnite, look at it, they didn't they didn't take the ball like they took the ball. That right there takes lost everything. They, that, they, it takes it takes everybody. I feel like that that it, there is no knock on the coach staff. I feel like like they're they they can do their job, but it's not a knock on them. It's just like if you ain't been there before, like if you ain't got over that hump before, like as a coaching staff to know what it takes to get to that Super Bowl, it takes a lot. Like rather you the planning, the the you know what I'm saying like the the play calling, knowing the the extra films that like are, I don't think that they would have had that. Aaron would have got you so far. And mind you, Aaron won one Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. He only been to one, right? I think, right? So right. He, I, I was in that Super Bowl. He beat us. Okay. Beat us. Yeah. Beat us. Man, bring, I bring that up. That's all you know good. But yeah, but he <laughs> been to how many <laughs> NFC championships though? He been. To, I think he went to five NFC championships. My point exactly. So Aaron is gonna get you so far. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It gonna take that coaching staff to get you over that hump. The 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 rest of it, it's a collective group. And like I know, when I get the championship. I got Coach Red. Coach Andy Reid, oh, I know for a fact he know what to do. Yeah. When he talking about practice, we're going to do this and practice, we're going to do this, okay, for sure. Because I know you know what it takes to get there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You Somebody else telling me something I don't know about winning, I'm like, bro, like, we need to be doing this. Like, even the first year in, the, in the, my rookie year we won, mm -hmm. like the 49ers, they was renting cars, they had Lambo, they going out, they don't got no curfew. We're like, we finna beat y'all. <laughs> yeah, we, we finna win this game. Bobby said. Mm -hmm. we, we finna win this game. Like y'all, yeah. y'all ring cards, y'all in the club. I people calling me like, boy, you ain't in the club? Bro, I'm asleep. We got practice in the morning. They like, what? These boys out. Yeah, we we gonna win this game for sure. Like we ain't no worries in our in our mind. They start too hot, start, yeah, whatever, but we won this game. We're gonna win because it just it's little stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, even like in training camp, like in KC, there's the hardest training camp in the league. Like, you gonna regret playing football when you leave that bitch. Like, <laughs> like I'm, ask Quez. I swear, Quez, bro, Quez signed, right? 
I told Quiz, hey, look, bro, this trade cap ain't no hole, boy. Like, this, hey, <laughs> get, get your mind right. It's football, bro. It's football. We, we good. Yeah, I can play for. I thought, all right, okay. Yeah, you say that. <laughs> Six, seven day in, but man, this is the hardest shot I ever did, bro. I told you. <laughs> this is real. This is real, bro. It's hard. Then the next year, right, you know, the ringers come in, get what he telling them. Hey, but it's a hard trade cap y'all gonna have, but hey, <laughs> make sure y'all boy got your mind right. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling y'all, this is hard, bro. You feel me? Like, this trade cap ain't for the week. You feel me? You got 15 half gashes, like. For the practice? For, for the conditioning test. This is for four. <laughs> you feel me? So, like, this, 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 ain't no, this ain't for the week, now. You know what I'm saying? So, like, even yeah. that stuff like that, bro, like, even I like our training camp was cake, like, up there. And I ain't no knocking on jets. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to ever go back there, but just, ain't no knock on them. It's just like. Guess what? After this, you ain't. Oh, no. No trip. No, at all. No I don't want to go back you. up there. Yeah, they, they, you cool. Yeah. You might not be at a party in New York. No, I don't want to go to New York. <laughs> I don't be careful. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I don't, bro. Like, it's just like, it's like there's stuff, because it's not that the playing with the Jets is just like the lies and the way they handled me, Paul. Like, it, I didn't like it at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't do that to a player, bro. Like, a player that you paid at that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you talking about, oh, we're going to get you players, this and that, and I'll pay you one to play? Oh, no. Come on. We got something got to shake, bro. Like, what, what are we talking about, bro? You... You know, that is a part of the journey, right? Like, we all have them. Like, Fred's going to tell a story about his life. There's going to have the ups and downs. Same with Chan, same right. with myself. You're young, and you already have those ups and downs. And it just kind of shows you, man, like, how life, how life is, right? You can't, you can't always guarantee yourself you're going to be in a certain place. You guys win. It's your third Super Bowl, which also means it's your third Super Bowl parade. Right. Uh, a triumphant celebration turns to tragedy in Kansas City right. with those shootings. Where were you when all of those things happened? Talking to Nick Wright, I'm on set, and I didn't know that it was that was going on because I've got the headsets on. And as um, I'm finna go, actually going with James Palmer right beside him, and literally like my friend, like, "Hey, come on, hey, what are you talking about, bro?" He's like, "Bro, they're shooting." I'm like, "Who?" I ain't heard nothing, you know what I'm saying? And and that right there alone is like, dang, I'm in the middle, like my, I'm in the middle of the crowd. And I don't know exactly where the shooting happened at, but as we're going to the building, the shooting happened again. And it's like, oh, this is, oh, it ain't really shooting out here for real. But my thing is like that, bro, like that right there, bro, there's so many kids out there. And I heard it was 16, 17 year old over a dispute. But my thing is too, though, like, bro, it's children out here, bro. Like it's women. Out here, like it's elderly people. Elderly, it's people out here that's coming to celebrate something for the city, and for y'all to have that on your mind is like is is crazy. Like, what are we doing? Like, you know what I'm saying? That that just mess up. Like, the our celebration is ruined because of that. Now we can't celebrate that. We can't post stuff from that celebration because of it's insensitive to people. Exactly what's happening. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you know, it's just like it's crazy. And like, what are we doing? You know what I'm saying? Like that right there is a. They tell you right there, nobody, y'all didn't, y'all didn't come to celebrate. Y'all, if y'all see somebody, like, oh yeah, bet. Y'all have a, like uh, automatic guns out there, bro. Like that's that that just made, it's sad. How, how much did that take away from the celebration? Took everything. Because in the end, you guys are just human. Oh, it took everything. Really? Either it's no, it's no more celebration. Like we were so happy. Like I, I got sober fast. Like it's like. What are we celebrating now? Now we we mourning and we trying to figure out that these people are okay. And not to mention one lost their life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, that is 
Come on, I, like what? I like twenty some people got injured, like from the stampede. Like you know what I mean? Like that is that's sad. So now that celebration that we were trying to celebrate is no more a celebration. So that, that just took everything from us. Now, do we have another parade? If we win another one, will they do another parade? Like you take it, it this is the city. Like you know what I'm saying? That that that's just sad. Speak to the resolve of the the people of Kansas City, though. You know, bouncing back. You've seen them come to the stadium, come to the game kind of just come together for you guys, but how about coming together for each other to say, look, we're not afraid of, of these foolish acts. Speak to the resolve of the community. I just, I get, like you just said, we have to come together as one. Like we get, it's all they're gonna have to take. We gotta come together as one and, and look out for each other, especially in events like that. Like I feel mm -hmm. like that's, that's the time that everybody actually do come together and and make it right for whatever we want to be. We there for one common goal, and we were here for one thing. That's to celebrate the city. We celebrate, you know, whatever we're celebrating, and leave it at that. And all the other stuff can happen afterwards. You know what I mean? But when it's stuff involving kids, children, women, you know, stuff like that, that's when, that's when we gotta have one peace of mind. Like you know, this is all for us, and celebrate as one. Whether it's a Super Bowl, whether whatever it may be, you know, it just gotta. It's got to come together as one, and I think that's the, really the only, you know, answer for that. We got to be be together as one. And, bro, on the way out, we're in your big-ass house. I played with your baby. Love you, son. You got another one on the way. Yeah, you got, you got all this goddamn jewelry on. You got more jewelry. Yeah, you can buy my house with all that jewelry. Maybe you rich, though. What? A, I'm rich. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's, what's that, the pivot? So we ask everybody, that moment in your life, because I went back, I was looking, you know what I'm saying, there's very little things about your past, coming forward, going to the Jets, coming back and all. What's that moment, that pivotal moment in your life that made McCole Hardman who he is today? Pivotal moment. Oh, that's tough, man. Um, you know what, man? I think the pivotal moment, and it's going to go back um, to make me who I really am, is, um, like I told you earlier, I, I, I work with special need kids. And... Um, I believe just working with them and getting a different perspective on life. Cause y'all, y'all be around me. I'm very cool, but I'm outgoing. I, I love everybody. I, you know, I treat everybody the same. Like, you know, and working with special need kids, it gave me that insight of another world of like, cause you wake up in the morning, right? You got a bed just fine. You brush your teeth just fine. You put your clothes on just fine. You get in your car. You drive just fine. You don't worry about those things, right? And those are little things that we don't thank God enough for. Just those little things, you know what I'm saying? So those kids that I have, I, I had kids that been in fifth grade, I taught how to write their name. You know what I mean? Like, and to this day, they seem like, I remember you taught me how to write my name. That right there does so much to me, because like, dang, but also that same person can't get out of bed by themselves. They can't put their clothes on by themselves. You know what I mean? They can't get to school by themselves. They can't be by themselves. You know what I'm saying? They can't do that. You know what I'm saying? They can't even hold a pencil to write by themselves without having assistance. You know what I mean? It's those little things that we don't understand that we we get mad at. You know what I'm saying? Like we having a bad day. You know, when I have a bad day, I think about it, damn, I wonder if I really couldn't get up by myself. Like, I wonder how bad their day is. But when you're around them, guess what they go off of? Energy and how you treat them. You know what I mean? They don't care that I'm a cold. They don't care that I'm a Super Bowl champ. You know what I'm saying? They don't care who we are. But you came and gave me a hug and you spoke to me. That means the world to him. So I think that's like kind of what pivoted me to make who I am today. And then going through that, then my mama getting a tumor on her brain. 
That was 2013? Like 13, somewhere mm-hmm. around there. She have a tumor in her brain. And that's a pivotal part that changed me too, because it's like, dang, what my mama not here? You know what I mean? Like, we don't know if this cancer is, we don't know whatever, to the point my mama couldn't even bend over. Like, like save this ball right here, like, she couldn't pick it up because she had to sit down and somebody had to pick up just so to get up. That's how big the tumor was, size of an apple. Can you believe that? Size of an apple, bro. Like, that's just crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? You coming home with no front score. Her brain was so swollen that they took her front score off. Mm. And they sold her, you know, sold it back up. And she, and like her, her head, her brain was so swollen, you thought she had like a score, but it was just her brain, how swollen it was. So like that moment and being with a special needs kid is probably the pivotal moment in my life that made me who I am today. So what was it like when you got to buy your mama a house then? Um, right, because you go from thinking you're going to lose her to getting drafted and having an opportunity to gift your person. I, I know. Without hesitation. I ain't give me nothing. Like nothing, and I, and I know it's say like my mama, but my parents. Yeah, you know right. what I mean. Yeah. But I say my mama because of what she's been through so much. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But like without my pops too, like they still together. You know, been together like 21 years now, 22 years. So like my pops was one that you know he he was the sports side of it, the football. Like you a dog, like you gonna be something. Like you you can't come home after school. Right. Like what are you going? You better be doing something. You know what I'm saying? So him in general, cause I I hate when like I leave him out a lot. You know what I'm saying? He he, he know he knows love. You don't worry. You yeah, got kids, you'll feel right. right. You're gonna be left out a lot. I know, right? <laughs> he, he know what it is. So he, yeah. he tell me out. So I know it's good, whatever. But yeah, yeah. but getting that house though, like literally, that was the first thing I did. I didn't care about nothing else. I didn't have a car. Bought your mom and daddy. Oh, out. come on. Yeah, I, we need this, whatever. And she picked her own house out. She didn't even know it. So I I, I did up tell her to go pick a house out. Boom. I said, Nah, we're gonna wait the next year. I gotta get my money right, whatever. And that was surprising them had people come over. And, you know, I know everybody probably seen the video, but mm-hmm. get her a house. And that right there, probably the best thing I ever did. Yeah. Man, congrats, man. Appreciate congrats it. on three, brother. Man, I'm glad you got the football back. I've been wanting to get this show for so long. <laughs> hey, it took me to get a game with a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know this, man. You hey. feel me? Hey, you sure wasn't going to be in here you to stay with the Jets? <laughs> I definitely would have been here for sure. You feel me? Yeah, it fell off, man. Yeah. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, bro. That was great, yes, dog. Thank you, man. Albert County hey, High School. Albert County High School, yeah. Do you know, you, do you know who Clark Gaines is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He played in the NFL. We went 1-9, 2-8. We went 4-6 my senior year. And I was, you know, uh, Super 11. Atlanta, yeah. Super Atlanta. 11, yeah. I was Super 11 and all that shit. We went 4-6. Sorry. And had a... Nigga, I was 6-2. It was nobody on the team over 6 feet. <laughs> so you was the biggest dude on the team? I was the biggest motherfucker standing in the huddle. We, I got a picture at home where I'm standing in the huddle. My linemen are all smaller than me. Nigga, we ran the veer option. I was a fullback. Nigga, led, led the county in receiving touchdowns, mm-hmm. led the county in rushing yards. Oh, we got to take a picture for dog. Led oh, yeah, the full county and all that shit. And we were sorry as hell. Hold up. Limitless. Take a stomach cow pinning it. I fought the head to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, got me up. Uh, on the mission, got me up. Uh, knowing me, I got the key. Uh, on the vision, I can trust. Uh, trust. Uh, limitless. Take a stomach cow pinning it. I fought the head to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, got me up.